Check, check, check. We're good. Can you, can you hear the... There we go, boys. We had a little technical difficulties this morning. Now we got to shake it off with a little Faded by Soul Decision. Okay. There we go. Feel the tunes. Now move how you'd move, Ryan, if no one was watching, brother. Come on. Give it to us. Great song there by Soul Decision Faded to get you out of your funk in the morning. Uh, what are we at here? It's Wednesday. Wednesday in 2022. And I just got a haircut this morning. A little buzz up. I've had some nightmare haircuts, ladies and gentlemen. Jay will pull that up on the screen here. I went into a barber shop right, right after I signed with Bellator, 21 years old. Went into a barber shop. They said $8 haircuts. I said, perfect. Uh, I leave tomorrow for a Bellator photo shoot in Florida. My first one. And I'm young, young, chubby, tits, little insecure kid. And I'm going to the Bellator photo shoot by myself with all these other uh, good fighters. And I go into the barbershop and I take my glasses off. I sit in the chair and it's this old man giving me a cut. And uh, I feel him cutting straight across my forehead. And I, I don't have my glasses on. And Mariah starts laughing at something. So I figure she's reading a funny magazine or something. And then about 20 minutes later, the barber spins me around in the chair and I have a fucking Lloyd Christmas straight across the forehead bowl cut. And he said, this is how a young man should look right here. And I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> fucking embarrass me. Right when Bellator needs all their sh photos and everything. So I go to Walmart and they fuck it up even worse at Walmart. So I head to the head to the photo shoot with a bowl cut. And uh, that's how that went. Uh, this morning, great morning routine. I have a, a, a gym set up at my my house now. I got these uh, a full gym with dumbbells, squat rack, um, a bench, all this shit for seventeen hundred bucks. So brand new. So I've been trying to wake up every morning, hit some light sets of legs, some deadlifts, some squats, five sets of five, real light, nothing heavy. Get in the sun a bit and then dunk under in the cold plunge and uh, shower up and get ready. And I've been starting my day like that. A little red light therapy too after that, hanging upside down on my inversion table. And I've been waking up with good fucking energy, ready to fuck. So it's been good. Um, yeah, we are here with my friend, um, my friend uh, Ryan, Ryan Kramer, right? Yep. Ryan Kramer. And you are a, what have you been doing for your... Uh, your career? Well, I've been in the mortgage business since mm, 1993. And if that dates me a little bit at this point. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I've been doing it for my entire life. And uh, yeah, just investing in my, you know, stocks and stuff like that. And I actually created a, uh, more recently, um, my rules of investing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what kind of uh, I met Ryan through. He's been uh, training with Jakar and Courtney in the MMA class. He's a brown belt in jujitsu, and uh, that's how I met him. We'll cover a couple other things before I get into some of my questions for you, Ryan. For sure. Uh, Kyle from Nelk Boys. Everyone's all fired up that Dana gave Kyle from the Nelk Boys two hundred fifty grand cash for a birthday, and people are fired up because he doesn't pay fighters that much. But I mean. Kyle has brought probably millions, millions of eyes to the UFC, kids' eyes. Maybe they're not paying for pay-per-views, but millions of fans that probably weren't even really fans of the UFC to the UFC. So Dana giving him that cheddar, it's not like he's just giving him the cheddar because it's extra cheddar. It's like Kyle's brought a lot to the UFC, a lot of eyes, a lot of viewerships. If you have a fighter who doesn't, I mean, who goes and fights and they're making 10 and 10 and 12 and 12 and they have five or 10 of their family members watching. It's like, well, is it fair? Probably not because you're fighting at the highest level, 10 and 10, 12 and 12. But I can understand why Danny gave him that money. I mean, that, he, was that his personal money or is that UFC money? I'm sure maybe it's his personal money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For a gift. So yeah. who's to say what Dana can give and not give without getting all the shit? 
uh, uh, was there was there fights? We already recapped the fights, I think. I think on uh, UFC upcoming here. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was fights. I mean, if you did, it was on the Timbo. Yeah, real quick, upcoming. Oh yeah, we got yeah your Brian Ar- Brian Ortega and the whole card's not really stacked. Other than that, yeah, your Brian Ortega. I don't know. We'll see who shows up. I mean, there's it's impossible to guess who's going to win. It's impossible to guess who's the better fighter. We're going to find out that night. If I had to pick and someone gave me $1,000 to bet, I'd probably... God, Yair is just so tricky, dude. He fucking switches stances, bounces around. He does all this trick thing. He's got good jiu-jitsu. Brian Ortega's probably got better jiu-jitsu. Fuck, it's a toss-up. I would just guess randomly, and I'd say, okay, Brian Ortega. Five-round main event, so... We got that. Later this episode, we got some, um, we got a couple call-ins from some people of them confessing their sins. So Ryan, JX, and I'll listen in and see if those sins are able to be forgiven or not. Okay. Uh, One thing, uh, yeah, a good stool. A good stool. I talked about this on my solo podcast. Remember, on Patreon, I'm doing a solo podcast every week. Now, yesterday's uh, podcast with Mariah, and we, we can go over a lot more shit that I can't go over on uh, on YouTube. So, patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy. And then the shirts just dropped. The new Red Hawk Academy shirts just dropped. And if you're a Patreon member, you get 20% off. And then you also get a 30, 30% off Thorn Supplements. So, you get a bunch of shit with the Patreon, a bunch of extra content if you guys uh, would like. And timbomerch.com for the shirts. Okay. Yeah, a good stool. I mean, if you go hit the toilet and you just explode, there's something going on in your gut. There's something not right. That's not healthy to explode like that. If you have a good solid stool, that's probably a good thing. It's crazy seeing Sean get his uh, all his um, food allergies tested. And sometimes he gets it tested every couple months. So sometimes you'll see on there, oh, eh, people think eggs are healthy for everyone, healthy for everyone. But then it's causing it was causing Sean inflammation. So he had to take that off of his, his meal plan. And then now he gets to slowly introduce it again. At one point, beef was causing his stomach inflammation. And for me, eggs have been, I mean, I've ate eggs my whole life and I've always thought they've been healthy and nutritious, but now they've just been fucking up my gut. So I've been taking a break from eggs. Um, Paul check has a big, um, he talks about it a lot about how your stool should look and having a good stool and if you don't then there's something you're eating something that's causing inflammation in the guts very interesting but i've been kind of stressing because we're renting this house in waddell and i'm like everyone always tells me you're wasting money if you if you're renting you're just pretty much giving your money away and i'm we're renting the place for a very cheap price very way more cheaper than a mortgage would probably be on the house so i started talking to my buddy ryan here and he said He'd give me a, in 20 minutes, he could explain to me why it's not smart to buy a house right now. So do you think you could kind of give me a, a brief breakdown of that, Ryan, without boring everyone? Remember, our our viewers are probably 20 to 30 males, so younger males. Uh, in, what do you think? What do you think? Buying a house versus not buying a house right now? Well... Part of the rules of investing that I have is um, we actually touch on that renting versus owning. And um, I own a mortgage company and I rent. And the reason that I rent, uh, you first have to look at, uh, at your reasons for wanting to buy a home. If you want to have it for, you know, raising a family and, and those types of things that are not money related, then you can go buy a house that makes you happy and, and do your thing. For me, it doesn't make any sense to own a home. Uh, we're looking at the, 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 the tax advantages that everybody talks about. Uh, you can get the same tax advantages, uh, actually even better. Uh, so when you own a home, you get to uh, deduct the interest. I won't get too complicated on it. I'll keep it, you know, real low uh, level, and it'll be less than 20 minutes. So that's all you do. That's all you get to do is uh, deduct the interest. Yeah, when, when yeah, you buy a home. That's the- exactly. And when you go to buy a home, you know, uh, you know, w- with renting, uh, especially in this time. So I, I got into a home last year that I rent and uh, actually the rents are coming down. Everyone says the rents are going up right now, but I'm able to, to even downsize to a, a better home and cut my rent pretty much in half. And you can't do that with when you have that kind of long commitment. I'm not a fan of, I, I'm, I've got commitment issues. Anyone that knows me knows that this is the case. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, I won't own a home. You have all the down payment you've got to put down, all the down payment you have to save you know, if something comes up, 
you know, it, it hits your credit report for a long, you know, for a very long time. And uh, when I go and let's take, for example, um, my rent, let's just say it's $2,500 a month. If that was a mortgage payment, you only get to deduct what the interest part of the payment is, which is a much smaller amount just to keep it, again, nice and easy. When I, when I rent my, you know, when I rent the home, I, I run my business from my home. I've got multiple businesses that I run. And when I run it, you got to look at what's the office rent. So here you pay rent at, you know, your jujitsu academy here and uh, the podcast and everything else. You pay rent. Well, that's just part of an expense. There's not a portion you can write off. You write the entire thing off, which means that this is a pre-tax issue. So when you get a paycheck, you get paid X amount of dollars, let's say $50,000, but you really only end up making 35. In the end, you actually take home 35. So when you have these houses, um, you only get to deduct a certain amount off of that and lower your, your, your tax basis pretty much. Um, but when you rent a home, you can write the entire thing off if you do it the right way. You just can't rent a home and write the payment off as part of your tax and say you can do that. I have a business. I have an LLC set up. I have all the proper you know, I's dotted and T's crossed to make sure that it is uh, legal and legitimate and able to actually be done. So I can, you know, I write the entire payment off. Yeah, so even for me, I have a, a room where I stream my Twitch and I make my Patreon content. And then I have uh, another room where I ship out my merch and do things like that. So I would just do like the square footage or, or just that get tricky? That's an excellent question. And the reason I say that is because let's take square footage just as a, as a general idea, right? This room is whatever it is, 100 square feet. Now, 100 square feet in, uh, let's say... Phoenix is X amount of dollars. That same square footage in New York City is way more money, right? Mm -hmm. So who's to say what the rent is for that particular set of square footage, right? Because if you have your house paid off, they don't say, oh, well, you can't, you know, there's no more interest to write off, right? So what do we do? In, in this case with you, you can charge yourself rent for that particular room. You know, for this room over here for the Sugar Show, and Tibble Sugar Show, you can go ahead and you can charge $10,000 a month. If you want to do it, you can charge yourself it, and then it becomes a deduction at that point. With a house, you can't do that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes good sense. And I was talking to you a bit about the other day. I mean, we could go into all these mm -hmm. all these uh, topics way deep, obviously. And that's why you're root, uh, writing your book. What is it called? Ryan's Rules of Investing. I actually just released it today. Sweet. Yeah. I, I kind of waited because I was... I like to over-perfect stuff and over-analyze yeah. stuff. And I was like just trying to get the website just right or the, the, mm. the landing page. And I'm not good at that. I do it all myself. After this, you'll have to get a link to it, uh, to JX. And yeah. then he can put it in the bio and stuff Great. so people can yeah, check it's it right out. right on my Instagram as well. So yeah, so here. because me, I'm just like, of course, I listen to people on Twitter and people I know. And they're just big on the Bitcoin and the crypto. And then I and I look at it, keep my eyes on it. Robinhood in this last year, I see it just spiking up. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a reoccurring investment, invest in it, buy a couple of Ethereum and just sit on it. And I'm like, fuck. And then I ask you and you're like, fuck the Bitcoin. I mean, f fuck the crypto. Yeah, 100%. I'm not a fan. In fact, somebody just wrote a comment on one of my videos about that. Like, crypto's great. And, you know, I have a friend I was just speaking to yesterday, and he has, he's worth a lot of money. And he's a big crypto guy and everything else. And he's like, yeah, man, I was up $3 million. Now I'm down $2 million. Like down, like, down below his investment. And the real thing that you have to look at, you know, people are looking at, like, a meme stock. If you're going to look at actual currency look at real currency with an underlying value under it like what's below crypto what what really is pushing up crypto just hype it's just hype that's all it is because it's not regulated it will never be regulated because you can't that takes away the whole idea of crypto so if that's the case why would you invest in something that really has no underlying value to it i know a company has got their intellectual property they have all this other stuff involved mm -hmm. easy stuff to analyze and look at without getting too deep because i never get too deep on that stuff i'm mm -hmm. not an overanalyst like that um you have to keep a you cut 30,000 kind of square foot uh, 30,000 foot view of stocks and of other investments like that and crypto i just there's nothing underlying so i will not ever put money into it and i know that early adopters made millions of dollars like 10 years ago if you put in crypto great if they cashed out if they cashed out exactly yeah. that's exactly right and yeah. a lot of people keep riding the wave and i know a few that have cashed out and they've done really well but you know that's with anything you know yeah. what i mean this is just not for me it may be for some people 
Yeah, I was talking about it before. It could be the biggest scam ever in history, right? For yeah, all we know. 100%. And they've been hacked. The walls have been hacked before. I saw a thing on Netflix about the, you know, the, the guy who ran with all the money. and you know. Yeah, he was in Canada, and he was having people buy Bitcoin from him. And then he took off, yeah. faked his death. Right. And that can totally happen because it has happened. And, you know, that doesn't happen. Like when the money goes away, you know, there's no, there's no oversight of this. They can completely manipulate it. And I'm just, I don't know. I work too hard for my money and I work hard so my, my money can work harder for me without the risk. I want to be able to sleep at night and not worry about, you know, I've got some controls over the investments that I have. Yeah. And I just. So do you kind of agree with the kind of the Warren Buffett? where he says invest in things that you use like apple and i have a tesla so invest in tesla or things like that what, what would you say i think that you would agree with everything from jujitsu and everything else there's that there's the, these extreme sides and then there's right down the middle and you kind of want to be in the middle sometimes a lot of times you don't want to get too crazy um, i 100 percent agree with that but what i mean by this middle of the you know line area is um uh, when you invest, you say you want Tesla. Well, it may not be a good time to buy Tesla. So timing is important. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to overanalyze and try to time the market like an investor like that because then you're going to get bit because everybody does. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I agree with that 100%. I always you know, get those items as long as they meet my filters. And I do have a set list of filters that I go through every time I go to buy a stock. And those are in your book? They're exactly right. Yeah. So it's a download. It's a book, whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely in there. And there's a, I can give some of them away. It's pretty, you know, simple. And this has all come from like years of like trying this stuff out, putting it with other financial advisors and losing my money because mm -hmm. they put it in stuff just to do it. And how, with those financial advisors, I'm always curious. So you met these financial advisors and they somehow sold you or you met them through a friend and then you give them what 20k 30k yeah well they were my friends one was my friend i only let it happen once i don't yeah. do it twice it happened once and it was my wedding money i got i got married and we got like whatever the money was and i gave it to him to invest okay you're the guy with the license let's do it and uh he lost all the money and i usually say you don't lose unless you sell but this is so he lost all the money and were you able to track like, wow, I'm losing all this shit? Or did he text you, hey, I partied too hard with your money? Oh, yeah. I just was looking at the statements and everything. I'm like, why is it in logging in at the time? Like, why is this going down? He's like, well, you know, stock markets go, you know, they go up and they go down. And the best thing to do is just keep adding money to it. But if you add it to crap, you're going to get crap. You're just going to get more crap. And that's, it was a hard lesson because then I have like a, a wife at the time, now ex-wife, mm -hmm. that's like, you don't know what you're doing. Why are we losing all of you? Know, he lost all of our money in the stock market. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, so I had to deal with that whole thing. And then I just started learning on my own, you know, and I have, I have severe ADHD, mm -hmm. like severe. So I can't pay attention to much, you know. Do you uh, do any drugs for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been on um, uh, uh, Adderall for uh, probably since 2012. Heavy doses? Yeah, yeah, pretty heavy. 30, 30 milligrams extended and then an extra 10 before jujitsu so I can concentrate. Wow, so you're sharp. You're lined up. I'm like, sharp. It's, it's like, it's like that movie uh, with, with, uh, with Bradley Cooper. Um, Limitless. Thank you. It's exactly like that. Like before, I'm just like completely retarded. And I apologize to anybody that may have people that are, you know, whatever. I don't want to be that way. But nothing yeah, wrong with just, being retarded. But right. I was just like, yeah, I, I can't complete a thought. And it, I can actually feel it because it's like a 12 hour mm -hmm. that metabolizes in six to eight because of how much I do. So did you start with fives or yeah, they, yeah, I think that they started with fives. I think it was tens is what they started me off with. But the problem with the tens is that like you metabolize them every two hours. So it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And it felt like, you know, quite honestly, years ago, I used to party in Vegas all the time, you know, and you know, felt you, like Coke, uh, that doesn't work on me because apparently I don't know if this is correct, but with me, it didn't, huh. uh, if you have ADHD, it doesn't work. Like with the Adderall thing, like it switches. Like if, if you're not supposed to take Adderall, it doesn't work. And the other way around, I don't know. But with me, it did. I tried a bunch of times. Like I was trying because all my friends were doing COVID. Yeah, like yeah. I want to try it and have fun too. It wasn't yeah. working. Ecstasy, something else. Yeah. So the slow release on the Adderalls, those just release slowly. How, I wonder how they do that. Yeah. It's like every six hours, it's like there's these little, it's a little capsule. And then it's not like a pill. It's like a capsule. Like, you yeah, know. I've seen them. And uh, yeah, every six hours, I think it drops like 15 and 15 is what happens. 
Um, and you definitely can feel it. Like when I get up in the morning, I have my routine as well. I get up, I do my low intensity, steady state walking as soon as I get up and go walking. And I get right out of bed. That's your first thing. First thing I do. Yeah. I get out. I just put in my earbuds, you know, get dressed because, you know, I don't want to freak out the neighbors and boxers. (laughs) Right, right, right. Go walking Uh, about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And I listen to a audio book as I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, I could feel it kick in. It's like a lot of times I'll tell people, like when you catch me before jujitsu, I'm like trying to get amped up with a bunch of monster drink and I just took the Adderall sometimes. <laughs> and I, I sometimes I chatter you to death. You're like, what are you probably talking about, dude? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but now in the mornings, like I could feel like the takeoff and I'm like, okay, I walk in, by the time I walk in that house, I'm like ready to crush it. So Damn. you're getting me to good time now because this is it. So you'll take it on empty stomach? Absolutely, every day, yeah, 100%. Empty stomach. Yeah, it doesn't mm. hurt your stomach at all. That's crazy. Yeah, I just, oh, that's I've been doing it. And I wonder what, because you've been doing it for now 10 years. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, if there is any like long-term effects to that. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's really, I mean, and I, I've talked, you know, to be quite honest, I just, I just broke up with this girl who's, we're still friends. I actually manage her money still. Uh-huh. Um, as a friend, I can't take money to manage money. I don't have a, I'm not licensed to do that person. Okay, so you Used have to, to get a license to do that. You should, yeah, yeah. And I used to have a Series 7 and 66 life and health, but unless you keep it going and you have it with a company, you end up losing it after a while, and I don't need to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, but she was a she, Mayo Clinic uh, oncologist, like super triple board certified, like the quintessential doctor, the little Asian girl is mm-hmm. smarter than everything. Oh, cute little Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's like kind of like, my, I, I've learned it's kind of like my thing because I'm, really? I'm like four feet tall, so I want to feel taller for somebody. Yeah, so yeah. It is what it is. Hell yeah. But uh, no, super smart. She's like, yeah, you know, you, uh, you know, she's like, you'll be fine with it. You know, sometimes my psychiatrist, you have to go to to get it. will say, hey, you, you should, you can cycle off of it, but I'm not trying to cycle off of it because I get what I need out of it and it's never been, uh, a problem for me. You don't mm-hmm. get used to it. I don't have anything else, but I do. And I've got no, I've got no problem with saying that, you know, if it's an addiction, fine, I don't care because like the, the results off of it are so good. Yeah. And I'm so like on point, like if I was like cracked out from it, I wasn't getting like the results of keeping mm-hmm. my focus and like you can feel, it's called psychomotor slowing when the actual drug starts wearing off around three, four o'clock in the daytime. Uh, the best way I can explain it is like you're driving in a Ferrari really fast and all of a sudden the tires just come off and you're like, doo, 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 you know, kind of oh, skeet out and you just, you yeah. can feel it coming. And it's like, you don't catch it quick. It's going to be gone. It, so I wonder like at what milligram would it be like, wow, taking a bit too much. Like, I've I, never, is there people that take hundreds of milligrams? I'm yeah, sure. They'll probably die. I mean, I, oh. I, if, like, I think 40 or 50 is like the recommend, like the max you should ever do. Mm-hmm. And I only take the 10, so I have the 30 extended, and I'll take a 10 if I need it. Mm. Like if I wake up early in the morning, I usually, I don't set an alarm when I wake up. I just wake up whenever I wake up. I just, I'm self-employed. I get my stuff done, yeah. done by jujitsu time, and that's it. Um, but if I feel that I, you know, I need a 10, I'll take another one. But I've never been in like Vegas and like, oh, let's pop more all night long. I just, just fucking be a tweaker. Just not into it. Yeah, that's not a thing for me. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, my, one of my students gave me a couple slow releases, and I look at them. I'm, I'm like scared, but I'm like, maybe I'll try one. And especially on these podcasts when you need to do multiple podcasts a day. Right. I don't know. I'll give it a, give it a try. But uh, so what's the worst investing advice that you hear from people that you're like, what the fuck? Just making money quick, making money quick, the simple stuff. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know... You have to go off of like like anything, just like jujitsu. You ha- take the fundamentals and learn them really good. Don't start jumping into the YouTube barren below crap after your third day being a white belt. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you're gonna look, you're just gonna get crushed. Mm-hmm. The same thing with stocks. Like people, they hear from their friends and their friends. They hear these anecdotal stories about their friend or how much money they made, and or they buy these penny stocks. And I'm like, it's all crap. Like just mm-hmm. don't do that. So the rules that I have basically take out all of those beginner problems and make you successful very quickly with it. You know, um, a lot of people like to buy real estate. I'm just not a fan, even from an investment standpoint, I'm not a fan of it because I've owned multiple homes and I'm from Cleveland originally. Uh-huh. And before I moved out here, I had a commercial building I was building for my mortgage company. I was just married. I had my first kid. I had another one on the way. I had like four investment properties. Some of them are section eight, learn my lesson on all that. And I don't want, I want the money to actually be legitimately working while I sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get, I don't get phone calls from my stocks to say, Hey, can you change the toilet today? Like, I'm just not into that. I want to be completely hands off, put my money into it, forget about it. And then when I hit a certain amount, 
you know, sell the way I sell and, uh, and then not have to worry about it. Like my goal is to have enough passive income, truly passive. And when you say passive income, you mean from getting paid by dividends yearly? A hundred percent. Yes. And cause a lot of people monthly too, I mean, it's a yearly amount that you calculated on, but you get paid monthly. I mean, even some of my stocks that I have now, um, you know, there, there's two ways when you, when you invest in stocks, you can have a margin account attached to your account or you can not have a margin account because you can do what's called fully paid lending. And one of my videos I did on Instagram a little bit ago, it says, you know, is your money making money on top of money? And they're like, it sounds like a riddle, but it's true. So I have my money in the stock that I bought. It's not on a margin. I won't get into that now. But when you don't have it in there, you can do what's called fully paid lending. And it's literally clicking a button in your, in your account. And what they do is they need, they meaning E-Trade or whomever you buy your stocks through, They'll go and they'll, you know, people want to short certain stocks like Blink Electric or Tesla. Or they think it's going to go down. And when you short, you have to borrow stock from somebody. That's how the whole situation works. Well, mm -hmm. where do you think they get it from? People like me. So I let them borrow my stock. But I can sell it. I can do whatever I want with it. There's no problem. There's no withholding. But I get paid a lot of money for that, like interest on top of the already the return I'm already getting, Right. So like this morning, I get like three emails, you know, hey, you're fully paid lending status, get $742, you know, for, I don't know if it's a week or a month, I just seem to get these all the time. Like every time there's like another click and it's a way to make money on top of money that's already making money. Damn. And like, yeah, like you would have not known about it. It's like blows your mind. I'm like, see what this happens? Like, mm -hmm. wow, this is crazy, right? That's why I tell people don't even like, you know, the first thing I'll tell people is, you know, with the financial housekeeping part of it is, don't look to pay off all your debt and everything before you invest because that's just, it's ignorant and stupid at the same time, right? Because when you have, um, let's say you have a 401k or one of those investment you know, vehicles that you have for retirement, you can borrow money from that to pay off your debt. And people don't realize that when they take that loan, they're taking it from themselves as a bank, not paying interest to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you may take 10 credit cards at 28% interest, right? You've been putting money in this 401k all the time, a retirement fund. You take all the money from here, from your retirement, you pay off of the credit cards. They're now gone. That 28% now goes down to six or 8% that you've told yourself that you're going to pay yourself to borrow that money. Mm. It still stays in a market. You haven't relinquished any stocks at all. And the stocks keep going up as you're paying yourself an extra six or 8% on top of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's. So would you recommend like for people that are just kind of learning about it, checking it out, like Robin Hood or is Robin Hood trash? I think that Robin Hood is trash, but um, I, because there's, it's just, it's meant for the beginner that doesn't know any better per se. No offense. If you, like me. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, but you just don't know any better. But when I say now you go to E-Trade mm -hmm. because Robin Hood doesn't have fully paid lending, you know, you don't know when those trades are actually being executed. They went through that a year ago where they got caught mis-executing stuff so they can make more money on your money. You're Damn. buying stuff, and that's just shady and not cool. Yeah, E-Trade is a publicly traded company. They're massive. They're now, they're now owned by Morgan Stanley, um, and that's who I've used as the easiest to get around with. I get a lot of my data from there, and I don't overanalyze stuff. Like, my rules are super simple. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not a brainiac. I mean, I might talk really fast, like, in a, you know, an analyst or whatever, but I keep it real, real high level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't look at, like, earnings per share and all that. I couldn't even tell you what that is, and I went, and I had a... a a license to trade stocks and bonds at one point. Like I, at this point, I don't even know what that stuff means. I don't care because it's, unless I can make it a constant and rely on that rule all the time, I throw it out. If it's not an, you know, a constant, like, you know, no matter what, when you show up to jujitsu, you're going to walk away with something every single day. Like that's a constant, you know, if it yeah. wasn't, I wouldn't show up to jujitsu every day. Yeah. And the same with the stocks. I go to E-Trade. There's other places you could do, but just go to a, don't let someone invest it for you. Invest it yourself, mm -hmm. right? And go to a place like that because, you know, you always want to have money available to, to buy when something happens. And if someone is going to invest it for you, is it just kind of like you're just, you're just kind of guessing or who, what should you look for, really? So, so here's the thing. When you, when you work with – the reason why my rules are better than whatever you're going to get from a financial advisor is because they're, they are um, governed by these certain rules, and this is where I go, that middle line between crypto and everything else. Like if you go to a financial advisor, there's only certain things that he can do for you or she can do for you to buy stocks. Like they go, we're going to put you in these mutual funds. We're going to do this. And they get paid to put you in these a lot of times, unless they're like a fee-based higher level planner, right? Where mm -hmm. they just take a certain percentage per year. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, just, um, I just always say, 
don't use an advisor because you're paying them money to do something and they're going to put you in these investments that end up being just super safe and so safe. It's kind of like wearing two condoms is how I tell people, right? So safe, it doesn't feel good. And it's not as ineffective. It's ineffective. Well, it's stopping the sperm from getting to the vagina. True, I guess. I just hear you wear two or I've never had to wear two. Yeah. But but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But yeah, yeah, the the advisors themselves, um, they can only put you in certain things. They're not going to do the stuff that I'm going to tell you to be able to do. And my stuff isn't risky. It's just they won't allow it. Because when you open up an account with an advisor, they're going to ask, what is your investment experience? How much is your net worth? See if you're a qualified investor or not. Uh-huh. You know, and there's rules that go by. And then you know, they're always open to lawsuits. So I'll just tell you, hey, here's the thing. Don't buy this kind of stock. Don't buy that kind of stock. Look for this when you do that. And when you go through those, and every time you know, I, I get someone on this, which is what prompted me to create an actual sellable product, is they start sending me these stock. What about this stock? I'm like, what about that stock? I'm like, did you go through the filter? Like, did you look at what's the market cap? What's go through this? The rules, yeah. It goes through the rules. It's like literally like a, like, like kind of like pachinko. It's, yeah. It's like a, that's it. Just go through, it's like a chess, checklist every single time. If it passes all of them, absolutely go ahead and buy it. Hit it. Yeah. Sweet. And if it doesn't, if one thing doesn't work, run. You know, like yeah. I won't buy retail. You know, I don't buy things that can file bankruptcy. Because that's how you really, lo- how, what's the one way you can lose money with a stock? the company goes out of business, right? Mm-hmm. So this is just common sense stuff that I came up with. Like, how can I stop all these other ways to not lose money, right? You don't yeah. buy penny stocks. Penny stocks are, are, are crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crypto and penny stocks, that's a hard no. I don't buy stocks that are less than a year old. Less than a year old. IPOs. Yeah, no SPACs, ones. no IPOs. Okay. And every time I vary from it, and I try just for the heck of it, I get burned every time. Yeah. And so I've learned. Damn, so that's pretty cool. So how many, because you've been traveling to a lot of the UFCs, that's kind of your hobby, traveling to the UFCs and then uh, uh, traveling to jiu-jitsu tournaments. It sounds like a pretty sweet little uh, setup you got going on. Yeah, it is. Uh, I told myself uh, years ago, I always, I always was getting frustrated with the corporate people, the corporate mortgage companies that I worked for. They didn't have the things set up the way I would do it. And I was always like, oh, if they could do this, they could do that. You know, why can't they do this? Finally, I was with that girlfriend, and I really honestly thought, you know, I don't even have to work with her. She makes enough money. I could just not work. The Asian. The Asian oncologist. And I said, you know what? Um, If you have this much criticism about something, either, you know, shit or get off the pot. You're 40-some years old. Either you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. But if you're not going to try and have your own company, then just fall in line like everyone else and be a schmuck and do your thing, man. But if you're going to try it, do it. And I, I... Opened my company right before the pandemic, like November, right before it. Oh, damn. And it took off. And yes, it was good timing in the fact of p- the pandemic happened. And yes, I was out of business for two months because of the pandemic. But after that, it took off. But I cut all my overhead. I ran the business the right way. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to be remote, cloud-based, so I could always travel and compete because I love to compete. And I want to just be able to do it. And why be tied to my home? And that actually is what happened with everybody. They learned how to become remote through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until uh, UFC came to Phoenix and I met Courtney and Drakkar at the VIP. Oh, cool. And so that's how I met them, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, I was just going as like a bucket list item thing. I'm like, I'm going to try it out one time, right? And I went and I was like, man, this is really cool. And then I met a guy who sat next to me. I would later meet another at the Apex because after I met Courtney, I'm like, I want to go to Courtney's fight. Mm-hmm. So I bought Apex tickets to go to the next one. And I show up at the Apex and this guy's like, hey man, weren't you in Phoenix? Turns out he's a financial advisor and a super high level. And he's become a mentor to me uh, actually. And one of the catalysts as well to having me sell the rules because he looked them over. He's like, yeah, that's all good stuff. Like that's a hundred percent good stuff. Like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. And he's like a market maker, like half a billion to like a billion dollar portfolio is what he managed. Super high level. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't real, real quick. Yeah. What are they? What are the Apex tickets run? Um, about twelve to fifteen hundred. But if it's like when Holloway was fighting, it was like three thousand, which was crazy. But uh, yeah, they're they're just usually under two thousand. Like Courtney's okay. fight was, um, I bought for the first fight, and then she got moved, and that was fifteen hundred dollars. They just they they were nice enough. They credited me back to the account because I know I'm just going to buy more tickets. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, back to write-offs, is once I did a, I did a, a refinance for Courtney for her house, and I never thought, I, that's not why I went. Like, that was not my reason, right? Yeah. 
But now I'm like, oh, wait a second. I just did her financing. This is business development. Now I can write the tickets off. Boom. So now, I, now I've become a really bad addiction and I'm like <laughs> spending like tons of cash on this. But I think I'm done for the year except for if, uh, you know, uh, I want to go see Drakkar, but it's on the 30th. But some, if, if something should change with that, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go to his fight. But uh, yeah, I, I love going to those. I love being cloud-based. I spent a month in Asia last month going to UFC Singapore and still worked while I was out there. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really what I want to kind of create is to be able to yeah, it's cool. be digital. And you, you came to uh, Sugar's fight for this last one. That was cool uh, seeing you during the walkout. Yeah, stuff, yeah. So. I went to a couple of, I've been to, I've been to a couple of his fights, actually. Two or three of them I, I've been to. I saw you the walkout for the last one as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder what the capacity is for Apex. Like, how many of those tickets do they sell? I'm always curious. They sell them out every time. I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure, but yeah. I wonder how many, like it's like a like hundred. Um, I think it's like a hundred, hundred, yeah. And I've noticed that on the Zufa side, um, where the cool people sit, yeah, um, they have started putting more chairs out. They're trying to make more. They may actually have more people at the apex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a cool expen- experience. It's it's different than going to like a main oh, UFC pay per view fight. But it's so much. I actually like it better yeah. because it's just it's just so cool. I you just, can hear all the shots land. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like, oh wow, we're meeting in this fucking little complex, and these guys are gonna fight each other, and we're just gonna sit around and watch. And I love fam. And I don't mind being a fanboy. I don't mind like, like being a fan. Like you know, when you yeah. walk out, I'm like, oh Tammy, Sean, yeah. let's go. You know, I'm like, I don't. I'm a fan. Man. I love UFC. I love uh-huh. everything about it. I wish I would have known about mixed martial arts when I was you know young enough to maybe do something um, and be able to potentially fight. Um, so I like to live vicariously through you guys. Yeah, that's badass, dude. It's badass. Let's uh, let's hit a couple of these messages here, and then we'll uh, keep going. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they're not too. I probably should have listened to them before I play them on air, but we'll give her a go. Okay. Let's see if this works. It should work just fine and dandy. You might have to turn it up, Jay, for this because he's. Uh, that's a, I think that's the wrong one. Should be hooked up to the Bluetooth. Let's see here. I don't hear it. Okay, we'll try this one here. It's weird that's not working. Let's see if that song. Didn't you play a song earlier? Yeah, the song worked just fine. Let's see. It says it's hooked up. Oh, no, no. oh yeah, the song works great. Try this again. There we go. Hello, fellas. Just wanted to cap that you guys today. That's not only this weekend that he asked, but that ass did in fact still have poop stains. Poop stains. I was wondering if you fellas have ever ate ass. And if so, did it have poop stains? Yeah, you got to be careful when you're eating the butt. I, th- I feel you need to be careful when you're eating the butt. If it's not fresh after the shower... <laughs> Probably best to stay away. Uh, not really a sin there, Joven, but thank you for the call. Let's try the next one. Boys, how's it going? Another anonymous caller here. So I don't know if this follows under the line of uh, any sins or bro code. I don't know. You guys get to guess. So a few years back, I was staying at a buddy's house uh, during college because I didn't want to stay in the boring dorms. But at night, I uh, was porking his sister. Now, it's hard to tame the Johnson, you know, the beast, whenever it gets a little riled up. Fast forward a few years later, I uh, got a text message from a girl, and apparently it was the girl that he used to talk to, and uh, him and I had a little falling out, weren't really on good terms, and uh, she came over and talked to me about it, and next thing I know, my Johnson was in her mouth. Uh, I don't know if that follows under the line of adultery or sex before marriage, um, I don't know. You guys did a guess. I think I broke more bro code than anything, but I mean, we weren't really on good terms and we still really aren't, but there's no way I'm waiting till uh marriage to have sex for sure. Cause I got to know if the kitty cat runs like a Ferrari and not like a 1999 Chevy Silverado. I don't know. You guys tell me. Yeah. Have a good day, boys. Love you. Peace. Bro code. If you fuck some, your buddy's sister, I mean, is your, as long as you're not leading her on, if you're wanting to date her, you're trying to build a relationship maybe, but, or if she knows, Hey, we're just hooking up. But it's like, why, if someone, if someone, one, one of you guys, Jay was going to have sex with my sister, she's married or whatever. But if she wanted to, and then you caused her some enjoy enjoyment, 
and she caused you some enjoyment, it doesn't make sense for me to be mad at all. Is her sister married? You said no. My, well, my sister. If oh. she wasn't. Oh, if she wasn't. Oh, if she know. wasn't. Like Sean has a gorgeous sister. If <laughs> if anything ever happened, I don't think he would be mad. I I mean, yeah. I don't think I know, he should I know. be mad. It's weird when it's like if you treat the girl with respect, I think that's okay. Exactly. You know, like if you're like you're respectful, like hey, it happened. We hooked up and. You yeah. know, hey, now we're just not into each other that much. Or even if you are, yeah, yeah just have, if you do it respectfully. Yes. And you, you know, maybe if you know it's really, you can see it a thousand yards up when run it by yeah. the friend, maybe. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, maybe run it by the friend. Or, I mean, just like if the friend's going to be mad, it doesn't understand. It, I don't, doesn't make sense why he's mad. Is that I know, his? That has is that his? With the you. Yeah. And if she I mean, enjoyed if it, like, you enjoyed it. If you put her hands on her, that's different. But like if you're just dating or even fucking, who cares? Put put your hands on her. What do you mean? Like there? beat her or some shit. Holy shit! That's uh, a little that's dark. Intense, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, man? Do that's you. the only <laughs> reason you, I would get mad, though. You know? What oh I mean? yeah. Well, right. then you can beat them up. That, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can't get mad if your sister's getting some enjoyment from a bud. Um, <laughs> what well, one thing I've noticed though is you know traveling around a lot and you're going to Asia. There's so many women in the world. Like people, I don't even realize how many good looking like yeah totally just hot women they're all over the world that it's almost like eh, i wouldn't mess with that even go to that because yeah. i have but if you're like stuck in you know there's only 10 people in your village and yeah. one of them's hot then do yeah you, for man, sure right i mean there's just in phoenix alone there's millions of people mm -hmm. like just so many good looking chicks but having sex before marriage i'm like i feel like you gotta have sex before marriage gotta test drive i mean you got to that's just that seems like such an outdated rule and most religious peoples i know my mom is probably the most dedicated religious person that is actually truly truly religious she doesn't just claim to be religious and then just go against a bunch of the rules she does all the rules but i know a lot of religious people that'll have sex before marriage and they claim to be super religious so that rule didn't work out for them very well. So they I, have, I have a Mormon uh, employee, and he is strictly about not having sex before marriage. I'm like, man, how do you do it? He's like, it's just not how. It just it is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, I have commitment issues just not only with the owning a home, but with relationships, right? Yeah. Because it's kind of like I tell people, it's like, you know, let's go walk up to a buffet where everything is just so good, right? Mm -hmm. And but you we go up to it and you want to try everything. Mm -hmm. Say, look, you have to pick one food out of that, and that's the only food you're gonna eat for the rest of your life. Yeah. To me, that's married. Like I can't do that, yeah. right? Like I like to be out and do my thing and I mean that's I mean, when you're getting married, you're signing a contract that you should really read that contract right. and really think about it. I know there's lust and love and this person's perfect, but it's like, dude. Right. That's the rest of your time on this planet. And how many divorces are just fucking nightmares? Like, was yours a nightmare? Um, no, I was really, I was really, I gave her everything she wanted. I paid over what I should have paid her for years and years and years. And yeah. I always took care of my kids. I, I left her. She didn't leave me mm -hmm. for exactly this reason. I just, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, but what, what was the reason that you guys didn't really get along or was the reason you were craving other people? puss well it was being restricted because it's like oh she's so now she had two kids move out to phoenix oh i'm too tired now I'm like what do you mean you're tired? She's like, you have five minutes i'm like no i don't <laughs> i'll take as long as i want right yeah. but i'm like just so you know if it doesn't come from you it's gonna come from somewhere else and that's eventually what ended up happening because she was too tired all the time and yeah I was and you know i was running a company and everything myself and she wouldn't have been into it all been like well what if we communicate and maybe i have sex with a girl here and there and i tell you about it is that a no off the table? Uh, Rather no, be, be divorced? Like, I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah, with her, it's, yeah, yeah, 100% be divorced. So that's why, dry, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was actually cheating on her for four years without having to even, even knowing. And then I'd like stay together for the kids. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, this is like not even, she can go off and meet someone else. I can go have a different life. Let's just yeah. go ahead and do that, right? Yeah. And that's, it all focuses around sex with me, to be quite honest. Like, it's, I think most males, yeah, I mean, it's like I have plenty of friends. I don't need any more girlfriends. I mean, and even the girl with um, the doctor. Yeah, we we I broke up with her about a year ago, and we're still really good friends. We spoke for an hour last night on the phone. I help her with whatever she needs. When I was having almost a nervous breakdown flying home from Asia because a twenty-hour flight, she was texting back and forth with me. And you know, we're friends, but just sexually, it's just like I'll do anything for her. Her mom yeah. died a, a month and a half ago. I went there. I was a pallbearer for her mother. Like, I'll do anything for her. Mm -hmm. But just when it comes to that relationship part, I don't want really to bound to sex because 
I just know it's out there. And that's the dangerous part is once you know it's out there, it's hard to go back. Yeah. Well, especially when you're traveling and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a good book I, I, I read. Um, it's called Ethical Slut. It's actually a really good mm. book. It talks about just all the different ways you're able to have a relationship. It doesn't have to be single or married. Right. Single or married. It's just that was kind of our in our culture. Good book. I mean, a good book because most people in their mind, they, when they crave other puss, they, it's like they start to feel bad about themselves and they're just like, ah, oh, this is bad. It's like, it's nature. this is fucking you, dude. Yeah. And it's funny. You actually, you actually got me reading books a few years back. I hadn't read books in forever and I was kind of super chatty before a class one time and I was telling you about it. But when they did the anatomy of a fighter on Sean a few years ago yeah. and it showed, you know, the routine and how you kind of helped him with the, the food and, you know, the books and everything else, I started kind of mimicking that. And oh, I cool. got that the fighter's mind was the book that was on the, the table and that turned into like everything I started reading. Yeah. So it's, it's you guys, man. It's, it's, it's oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. The Yeah. The fighter, once you start reading something you're really into and you're like, kind of get, it's getting you motivated stuff opens up a whole new world like because most people have they refer to reading books as fucking school or at church the bible and this boring shit that just bores you but if you read shit you're into yeah you don't have to read the whole thing read a chapter put it down go to a different book i mean it, it really does open up a lot of doors um there's just so much knowledge that you can get and it's crazy yeah. how much knowledge there is and that's what really made me respect you know, Sean and you guys as a team and everything else. And it's not just because you're here and I'm talking to you, but yeah. legitimately it's like, man, you know, Sean has this whole, you know, the colored hair and the funny shit. Good character, yeah. The character part, but like he's super smart. You guys are super smart. Like under all that, super smart. You guys read a lot of books. You're very methodical and you have your way of doing things. And I have a lot of respect for that. And that's one of the reasons why, man, it's so cool to be able to, you know. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, let's get to this next message here. Okay, here we go. Up, Timbo. Big Ryan. Uh, I got a thing I wanted to let you know. I'm a bouncer. And, you know, getting girls is kind of easy. They're not always fucking ends, but it's kind of easy. And I've been slamming these six raw dogs. So I need to know your opinion about, like, when you're hooking up, are you raw-dogging these chicks? Do you bust in any of them? Would you bust in their face do you, or, like, their chest or something? Or, like, do you, like, bust in the condom and put the hot sauce in it like Drake? Oh. Let me know, and let me know what I should do, too. Thanks, boys. Bye. So Drake has a hot sauce technique? Have you heard of that, Jay? No, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Huh. I'm interested in knowing what this hot yeah, sauce me too. is. I mean, raw dog and girls, dude, it's just so scary to me. I don't know. First of all, I don't want to have a kid with some random chick. And then I'm, I mean, I can't do what I want when I start busting. And it's just not really worth it for me. I've always really been good at rapping it. And it's an agreement I have with Mariah that ever if I have an encounter with another girl, I have to wear a condom. Like, that's just, that's just a rule. I know you get horny and you just want to fucking stick your bare pickle in it. But God, the risk is just too much for me. Because you don't know. That girl could have been slobbing on a knob literally an hour before you. I guess that wouldn't matter with the condom. She's slobbing on the knob. <laughs> but she could be getting fucked by a, co uh, a dirty cock. Right. Yeah. yeah so I, I, would, I, would, I would recommend wrapping it. Yeah. I, I, so the thing with me is being cut. Like I told my ex-wife, the first two kids come from me. The rest come from somebody else. And we decided how many kids. Mm -hmm. So I naturally, after my second kid. You snipped it. Done. Can I, you, you can get that reversed or not? You can not only get it reversed, but you could also just take the sperm out and put it in the, you know, oh. in the girl and be done with it, right? Yeah. So I want to have the option to not have to worry about any of that stuff. So, so if you're buzzed up and the bear pickle comes out. Well, it depends on who the girl is, how yeah. I met her. Is she on the, you know, the is, vibe she on, is she on the pill is the indication of, well, she may also also be clean. You try to make sure the girl's clean, yeah. right? And they're going to lie if they want to lie, but I always get tested. Like yeah. I'm, I'm tested probably every month mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that, you yeah. know, if you do get it, you have to be responsible anyway. Now, mm -hmm. other stuff that you can't get rid of, that's another problem. But as a general rule, like as I tell my kids, because you have kids, like definitely, like you don't want to have a kid that you don't need to, you know, Wrap yeah. it every time. Just wrap it. Don't be yeah. stupid. You know, even if they're European, you want to put it in their ass, still fucking wrap it. Like, yeah. don't be stupid, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, if I was bear pickling girls, 
I could have had a kid at 19, 20, 18, way young, and I guarantee you I wouldn't be where I'm at now. 100%. So just wearing the condom is just so worth it, unless you're being a bad boy like Jay likes to do. Hell no. Do you rap? Always. Unless it's your girl, obviously. What if you're buzzed up heavy? Always rap, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the smart. Unless it's, it's your girlfriend decision. and you, you guys, you know that you're not yeah, fucking yeah. around each yeah. other. Like that's another situation. Right? Yeah, with Mariah and I, same. Like if we have yeah. a baby, great, and we're together, and it's just like it's it's a little it's different. It's different. Sex with Mariah and I is completely different than sex with a random girl. Yeah. I mean, the chase is fun. It makes you feel good. It's just like you get a different thing. But the sex with Mariah is just so just it's comfortable. I know her. She knows me. You can focus on just the the sensations, and it's just way better. It's just completely different. So. And you guys know what each other like rather than trying to figure it out yeah. on the fly. Yes. Yeah. Or just worrying about lasting, worrying mm-hmm. about, okay, what position am I going to do next? Okay, this girl smells weird, or who fucking knows? Yeah, man. So we'll go to another call in here, boys. This girl smells weird. <laughs> yeah, dude, oil check. I got oil check that shit every time. Dude, man. I'm so sensitive That's to too, smells, bro. I know. You've mentioned that before. Oh, yeah. So sensitive to smells, sensitive to, like, just bad breath. I just hate that I take shit. it like an insult, actually, if I'm going down on a girl, and, like, I can smell. If I know anything's happening, I'm like, what you, the fuck? Why are you? I try to dip them in the shower anytime anyway. Yeah. Right so you go down there, and you try to get a little. I always, I always check it first. I'll play with it. Come on yeah. up, you know. <laughs> give it a little give it the side. Uh, if, I, if I come to here and I smell something, it's over. Yeah. I'll kick him out of bed. Be like, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck with that. No way. You won't fuck her even if her puss stinks a little bit? No, because why does it stink? For real? Maybe because she's sweaty. She just got done with volleyball practice. Not that kind of smell. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll go to another call in here. Dr. Ryan, OBGYN. Yep. Father Jobin, I am here to confess one of my deep, deep sins that has just been getting me inside. Recently, me and my girl have been experimenting with a little anal play. And a couple weeks ago, she had me just full spread and gave <laughs> me one of my deep, deep rumors. Oh, and boy. Let me tell you the relief I have. But I don't know. Does this make me weird or what? I don't know. Let me know. All right. This is Jobin. I mean, I don't think it makes you weird. Some may call that gay, but I don't think it's gay. I mean. There's 100% not gay. Yeah. 100% not gay. You got to know your body. Understand the prostate. A rimmer is when the tongue licks the butthole. Okay. And uh, Mariah told me on a thing with sex with Emily that like there's a Got girls have a G spot, guys have a P spot, mm-hmm. and I guess it's this about this far in the the anal cavity. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the prostate, and how actually you ejaculate is by the vibrations. Why you want to fuck a girl hard, or the vibrations stimulate the prostate, and that's what oh. generates the cum. So, wow. like, yeah, there's nothing gay about it. It is what it is, and it's actually healthy to have your girl check every once in a while to make sure it's right. not enlarged. To be quite honest with you, the now if you like in, dick, enlarged, that's your, enlarged. My girlfriend was a doctor again, so she knew what that was. So the butthole gets swollen. Not no no no. The actual it's like uh, so the prostate's like something that size of uh, like an almond mm-hmm. on the inside, right? So you, you go and you know when you get like your at my age, you have to get your prostate checked all the time. I'm 46. For those that don't know, you got to get it checked every year, or whatever else, to make sure you're not getting prostate cancer, the number one killer, you know, of, of males over 40, right? And so if it gets enlarged really big, it doesn't feel like an almond. It looks like you know something like a like a full plum or something, you know, just really big, that's a problem. Enlarged prostate. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad problem. But, you know, when you go to the doctor, they can tell. Your girlfriend may not be able to tell, but the point is, like, that is what is the, the main center of the stimulation. Mm. I mean, like, women's clit, male prostate. It's the same exact thing, just yeah. moved around and, you know. Yeah, little. that's crazy. That's crazy. Nothing so gay. Would you say, would you say, like, watches are a good investment if you can get them from the dealership like the rolex dealership yeah looked into that yeah because the reason why i i usually only have like a one watch i don't have like a bunch of watches i never i've always i become a minimalist in my you know once you get something and it's not a big deal then if you have a lot of money yeah it's not like you have you know once you can go out and buy a car you know like uh, russell simmons talks about it in his book right it becomes very anticlimactic you get the rolls in your in your house and you're kind of like well now what i'm not any happier Exactly. Yeah. With a watch, the reason why I do it is because I like to go by the, the term wealth whispers. And people that know a watch will know a watch when they see a watch. Yeah. And they know what a good watch is. They know what a fake one looks like. Yep. Also, with traveling, 
um, just becomes currency. Mm. So if I get marooned on an island or if I get stuck somewhere, I get robbed, worst comes to worst, I know I got an eight ten thousand dollars watch on my wrist. I can barter that for money and, and do what I have to do. Yeah. But I won't buy 10 Breitlings or 10 yeah. Rolexes. If you like them, that's great. Um, but I'm never out for what other, other people think about me. Yeah. I mean, because you buy those watches at any other random place that's not a dealership, they're going to be double the price. Right. So we've had the opportunity a couple times at a dealership, they say, let, they'll let us buy a watch. So yeah. we, we always jump on top of it. Yeah. If you can make money on it, uh, you know you buy it well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my, my good friend, uh, you actually spoke with him, uh, Pepe. He um, talked about oh, yeah. investments and whatever else, going back to the house thing, but still relevant to the watch conversation, is he wanted to buy a house. And it was like right down the street from where he was renting at. And I normally tell people now, don't buy a home because the market is just overinflated. Rates are going up and it's going to slow everything down. But he got the house for like, he knew the owner and he got it for $100,000 off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 100%, go buy the house. Like if you keep it for six months or a year, hopefully two years to get away the, uh, around the, the capital gains, buy the home they could sell it in two years, take your money and do whatever you want to do from there, right? Yeah. So if you can make money on the investment, the answer is yes, at 100%. Watch as I do. Okay. Close, never. Yeah, never fucking yeah. close. That's why you always see me at Gracie Baja stuff or you see yeah. me on uh, state. And this is only for like for the fights. I got to dress up somewhat to look like a professional when yeah. I go. But normally you won't see me buy clothes. I wear the same thing from 20 years ago. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so if you were had, if you had just say 10K cash just sitting there, is that cash just depreciating every day? And what would you do with the cash? Because you can't go put it in the bank because then you have to write it off for taxes, right? So what well, would someone like that do? What, what I do with, with any money that I have is, and I tell people, and this is in the rules as well, um, you know, people have like, they tell you to keep four to six months, nine months, depending mm -hmm. on what your profession is in monthly expenses. Yeah. Well, if you keep that in the bank, you're basically giving the bank a loan to loan out for credit card debt. Like that's how banking works, right? Oh. So they'll, they'll take your money from all the checking and savings deposits. They have a certain requirement of how much they need to have actually in cash or gold or whatever else. And then they go and good loan out this money to other people that have, you know, credit issues. They charge them 28% and that's where they make the arbitrage and the money on, on their money. Oh. They pay you nothing. They make 28%. That's why banks make so much money. Wow. Right. So the 10,000, I'm like, I don't want the bank to make money on me. So I put it in my E-Trade account right away. And I keep the expenses in there, but I don't invest in shit again, right? I invest in stuff that I know if I need to take that money out in an emergency, it's there, right? And E-Trade makes it easy to take out. So you'll take put it in E-Trade, but you won't, sometimes we, you'll put an E-Trade into the stocks or you just won't have it in your E-Trade account. I put it in E-Trade and I wait for the right time to buy. Okay. One of the other rules in the, good, in the housekeeping of it is always make sure you have money available because you never know when you're going to want to buy something and you won't have money and it's going to suck. It's the, the worst feeling in the world besides losing money, which I don't really do to be quite honest with you, is when you see like, oh, Tesla dropped 15% because Elon Musk says some dumb shit, right? Mm -hmm. And you know dropping 15% tomorrow is going to come up five or six. And you wish you just put that money in because, man, it's immediate profit that you make, right? Yeah. So I always keep money in that account. Even with the, with the, uh, the six, months, uh, six months of reserves, I invest that money as well because I don't invest in shitty stuff. I'm not going to lose the money. And you can take the money out without selling your actual stock, your underlying stock to it. And that's so, when I went to Asia last month, my Audi, my e-tron, um, I asked you about your Tesla. You said you loved it. I was thinking about it, but I can't find anything to buy, but my lease was up. And I wanted, I figured I'm just going to buy the car out because it ended up being worth $20,000 more higher than the residual oh, because of COVID. Yeah. And until something comes out, which usually in August, the new cars come out for the next year, um, I needed to buy this out, but I had to run to Asia. So what I did was I wrote a check off my margin account in my investments so I didn't have to sell any stocks or anything to buy it. They gave me, you know, 45 grand that I was able to take. I pay my car off. I don't have a car payment now. And it's mine. And I pay a very small amount of interest on that margin. So small that it's negligible. I don't even have to look at it because mm -hmm. I know it's uh, for a few months. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I put the money in the E-Trade. I always keep my money in there. And I bank with E-Trade as well. I don't bank with Chase. I don't bank with these other places because E-Trade... Not only do they have no uh, foreign exchange fees if you do travel, but you don't pay for any ATM fees at all if you have the right amount of money in the bank. Like it's, like it's like private banking, right? It's not that much money that you have to have, but I can go to Chase, I can go to Wells Fargo, I can go anywhere, and I don't have to pay that 
it's, we're going to charge you $3. They charged me $19 in, at Vidara last week to get money out of the ATM in the lobby there. Yeah. $19. E-Trade pays it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of how mid first is too. They'll let you take it out anywhere. But yep. uh, yeah, I definitely look into the E trade and get rid of my uh, Robinhood shit. So yeah, there's good analysis uh, in that to really find when you see like the rules and how to find the stocks to buy. Sweet, sweet. Well, dude, thanks for coming in. I mean, hopefully that helps a lot of people. I think it will. Uh, definitely help me. So. Glad to have met you. We'll definitely have to have you on again. Yeah, in the thank future. you. I really appreciate it, man. It's an honor to be on here with you, and uh, I really enjoyed it, dude. Fuck yeah! And then uh, check out Ryan's uh, book. It'll be link in the bio. Yep. And then what's your Instagram? Uh, it's Ryan Kramer GB New. It's R Y A N C R A M E R G B New because my last one was hacked a few months ago, and I can't get that account back. So I started doing all over again. <laughs> Damn. Ah, that's yeah. a fucking pain in the butt. Yeah. But, okay, thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks, JX. Love y'all. See you next week. Peace. Peter,